Ricky Sparkle Fingers. No, it's not. It's not my. That's not my name. Chosen one. Oh, you're like a bad guy, right? You literally did the opposite of what a superhero is supposed to do. You're him. You're the hero. You're welcome for not getting robbed. I'm Batman. Get him back in. How old are you? Basically 15. You electrocuted a bus and almost killed these people. And then I caught it! Hey everybody, welcome to the Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And if you couldn't tell, if you can't hear us, you could at least see who we are today. So, uh, <laughs> And today we're uh, starting off, I guess it's starting off our superhero March Madness on the podcast at least. We've got a bunch of shows planned out for superhero month here on the show and today is a film that i have i had never seen until this week uh 2019 shazam starring zach levi uh this is a this was devin's pick for this month um so i'm gonna let devin take it away and great i'm gonna stop talking for a bit (laughs) (laughs) all right so my pick was the uh, 1999 1996 movie uh shazam directed by paul michael glasser uh (laughs) starring shaquille o'neal no, I thought it. I thought it was uh, Sinbad. He was the wizard. Oh, it was Sinbad. That's right. <laughs> uh, I oh. I was one of the people that believed that was a movie. Oh, Mandela effect. I know it's true though. But for realsies, today's movie is the ni- the 2019 movie Shazam, directed by David F. Sandberg, starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, Asher Angel, and. Uh, a few of the people that, like, I kind of feel like I recognized in passing. Um, before I dig into anything in the movie, I just want to talk about how I saw it. Um, this was an airplane movie for me. Uh, this is one of those where, like, I had it on my list to watch forever. I'm, like, on, I don't know, Delta or something, scrolling through some movies and went, I don't know, this will stave off boredom for two of the eight hours I have of this flight. And it did its job so well that I was like, okay, people need to watch this. So I actually really liked it when I watched it, but I watched it on a screen maybe that big. So a lot of it was lost on me until this viewing. Uh, So Ryan, have you seen this movie before? And if so, what did you think? Um, I saw it about two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago. Um, I was, well, because it was one of those things where it was available on either HBO or Showtime or one of the packages with like, uh, with like Amazon prime uh, H mm-hmm. H yeah. uh, with HBO. And I was kind of interested in it from the trailer back when it came out. And so was the wife. So we finally decided, you know, we have the, af- you know, we have the afternoon. It was a Sunday. Let's watch it. And mm-hmm. it was okay. I mean, it was fun, <laughs> but we can get into that. Of oh. why I'm saying, oh, like it was, it, it was fun. Like that's. Oh, that's we'll my get answer. into it. Good. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, Alan, what did you think? Okay. So the only reason I haven't seen this yet is, I don't know why I hadn't seen this yet. I love this movie. This was fantastic. Oh. I enjoyed every <laughs> second of this. Um, Good. It was one of the like it. It came out at a weird time. It came out like. March, I think, or it mm-hmm. came out like 
right before Captain Marvel, and I ended up seeing Captain Marvel twice <laughs> um, in the same day. Um, <laughs> so it was just one of those ones that I I never got around to seeing it in theaters, and it just kind of sat there on my HBO queue for a while. Um, and then by the time I went to watch it for this, it was off of HBO. So I was like, oh. oh. So I, luckily, the library had it. Support your local libraries. Um and then I watched it on my PlayStation, and I think I broke my PlayStation with it. But that's not the point. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. I thought the performances were fun. I like the concept of Big as a superhero movie. Um, and it had a lot of heart at the core of it. Like, the, the Billy Batson story has always has never been one that really drew me in, but this drew me in. Uh, and we can get into that a little bit later. But, yeah, well, I, it's kinda... I, I loved it. <laughs> Well, that's actually one of the places I wanted to start was how much did you guys know about Shazam going into the movie? Because for me, I knew it was a kid that said Shazam. I knew it was a 90s movie with Sinbad, and that's it. For me, I've seen him in the DC animated stuff. Uh, they mm-hmm. had a DC run of movies where it was all connected. And like in that first Justice League war, I think it is, you have Billy Batson meet like the, the Justice League and... Like, it's, he's voiced by Sean Astin, which is weird. Oh, that's um, cool. But, so I knew him from that. There was a Superman Shazam movie at one point in the 2000s, like, animated movie. So I knew mm-hmm. him from that stuff. I didn't know him from really anything else. Um, I never watched the 70s TV show. I never read the comic books. I know enough that he was known as Captain Marvel in the comics, and there was this whole copyright battle. Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. That's really yeah. cool. So, but they couldn't say the words Captain Marvel at all during press. Like, if you watch Zachary Levi do interviews about this, he, like, skirts huh. around that name. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> like, he accidentally drops it a few times. I think I just like Zachary Levi. Like, I've never watched Chuck, but I, he might be one of the reasons I like this. Um, <laughs> so that's what I knew about Shazam. Yeah. Ryan, did you know anything about him before the movie? Uh, I knew that he used to be called Captain Marvel. <laughs> Um, and that it was a big type deal, like little Mm -hmm. kid turns into an adult. And that was really it. I mean, I was kind of like, I was actually educated by the trailer more so than anything (laughs) else before I seen the movie about who Shazam was. So, I mean, if it makes you feel better, I learned about the Captain Marvel thing doing research for the show. And that was actually uh, a talking point that I was going to bring up that you guys just completely obliterated because you guys know things that I don't, which is yeah. kind of cool. Oh, <laughs> wait until Sunday. Like, just wait until Sunday. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. I can't wait. Um, so the one thing I wanted to mention or wanted to bring up was the director. So do either of you know David F. Sandberg at all? Like, any of his work? Not personally, obviously. Uh, what if I did know him personally? I would be so impressed and mad that he's not on our podcast. We don't know the guy personally. Yeah. I could have him in my contacts in my phone. How would you know, Devin? He's under Davey S. (laughs) That being said, no, I don't know the guy. Um, Ryan, do you? No, uh, absolutely not. I know he did did more horror stuff before this. Right. Right. Well, that's what I was, that's what I think interested me so much about the movie because, I mean, I watched it obviously first, did some research and then watched it again. Like, his other movies are Lights Out, which is something I think Ryan mentioned uh, a couple days ago in one of our our previous podcasts. Uh, Annabelle Creation and then this movie are, like, his big ones. And 
I think that's really cool. Did you guys notice any kind of like directorial nods or anything that he might have done? Because there were some camera work things in this that I was like, that, that felt a little unique for the genre. For me, it felt like a tribute to not only big, but just superhero films in general. It played with the mm -hmm. format a lot, um, just with things you would expect from a superhero movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know his work well enough to notice anything specific. I, I, it seemed familiar. Like I've seen parts, yeah. parts of Lights Out. That's the one with like the silhouette girl ghost. Yeah, thing. Exactly. Okay, so. Again, I've I've not been able to watch that movie all the way through yet, and I'm working on it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so Lights Out and and uh, Annabelle Creation is one of Kristen's favorite movies. So I've seen oh, that yeah. uh, a handful of times, and it his the movie seemed familiar, like the way that it was done, mm -hmm. but I couldn't place it. But now that you mentioned that and I looked it up, it makes total sense. Yeah. But at the same time, yes, I was getting very big big vibes from this film throughout the entire thing. Oh yeah. yeah well, and I so. think that's I think that's one of the hooks that I liked about it a lot. Where like this doesn't do the typical superhero origin story in a lot of the ways that I think DC heroes do. And like Alan, correct me if I'm wrong here, because uh, I don't know DC very well, but I think I like this as an origin story more than I would have enjoyed seeing Superman's again or Wonder Woman's again or Batman's again. Oh, they never show Batman's origin story. <laughs> Ever. It's a mystery. They did that um, once, like 20 years ago. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's always refreshing to have a new origin story where it's not Bruce Wayne's parents die in an alley or the planet Krypton ex explodes. I think this is part of what was very enjoyable about Wonder Woman. Uh, because that, that of itself was an origin story. Aquaman, not so much. Aquaman is just kind of already Jason Momoa and badass and stuff. But here you get the origin story. You get the you get the wizard in the cave, like say my name, put your hand on my staff, which is really weird out of context. But, oh yeah, um, yeah. I like I like a new origin story, and I I think origin stories get repeated so much that they get boring after a while but it's always nice to have a, a a new refreshing take on one did this one feel recycled to you too ryan or I mean, not not recycled not no not recycled at all simply because it's a different superhero it's a different person so it's a different like it's not like watching ben get shot again so i mean <laughs> it's um and they kind of, like, it's its own unique thing because when it comes to, like, Superman, his parents are dead. When it comes mm -hmm. to Batman, his parents are dead. Uh, when it comes to Spider-Man, his parents are dead. Uh, but I mean... when it comes to this guy, when it comes to this guy, it's, like, a very, it, it's a more complicated reasoning for why his he doesn't have biological parents involved in his life mm -hmm. um i feel like it's uh uh it's more complicated it's more relatable um so it was actually kind of re refreshing and i love the fact of like i i love the foster home i absolutely yeah. love that that whole storyline in this movie that's one of the like two or three things i actually really liked about the the film I, 
they did such a good job, at least in my opinion, of making the foster parents so immediately likable and then just consistently sincere and likable throughout the entire thing that I really, really liked it. Like, yeah. Yeah, they stayed so. away from the stereotypical uh, Miss Her. What was the name of the woman in Annie, Miss Harrigan? Hannigan? Hannigan, that's it. Hannigan, yeah. There's like evil foster parent who, or mm-hmm. like Danny DeVito and Matilda. <laughs> I should know that was his, her actual father. So you guys so. go to like live action characters and I go straight to Bender from Futurama in the episode where he just adopts a bunch of kids just to get, you know, <laughs> just to get the checks from the government to like, I love you know, that's where that goes though. Yeah. So, to me, like that's exactly where it goes. I think before we get into the, uh, punchy, punchy lightning night, lightning stuff of this movie, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the, the orphan stuff because that just got me right in the gut. Like, the whole, like, you can tell that w- w- everyone's trying to skirt around the issue with him that his mom didn't want him. And mm-hmm. it takes him forever to get to that po- point where he realizes that. And when he finally does, it just, like, stings, like, mm-hmm. right in the heart. And it made me feel so bad. So, it made me feel so much for this character that I just met. Like, it's it was very impressive and well done. Well, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I thought this was that was a more effective scene than disappearing into a tornado. Yeah. Uh, uh, Papa Kent uh, does that in Soup- Man of Steel. Man of Steel. He, Clearly, yeah, you two Steel. have never lived in the Midwest, so I'm just going to let that one go. So, I mean, if you if you don't find that realistic at all, I have probably a few hundred thousand people who have experienced. No, 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 that. Oh, oh, no, 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 not no, realistic. No, I think no. it's very realistic. It's very realistic. What, 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 what the problem is with Jonathan Kent dying in Man of Steel is him telling his son not to save him. Like that's the mm-hmm. that's the issue there. Like he knows Clark could save him, but there's all those people there who would see him do it. Yeah. So his dad wanted to make sure that his son could live a normal life that li- like he wanted him to, un- unlike the fact that, you know, Clark decided to not live a normal life. So he didn't want his son sacrificing his privacy um, to have a normal life at the cost of saving him. See, to me, see, me, me and you have completely different uh, views on that character in that movie. But we're talking about Shazam and not Man of yeah, Steel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll probably have to get to Man of Steel at some point then, but maybe not. Maybe not in this one. Yes. We'll, uh, we'll talk about Jonathan Kent on Sunday. How's that? Okay. That works. Perfect. Perfect. There's, there is a Jonathan, Jonathan Kent in that movie. So. Oh, yes. cool. Okay. Yeah. So I think one of the things that, I, that grounded this movie so much for me, because it gets silly. It gets silly. The bad guys get silly. The motivations get silly. A lot of that stuff. But I really liked at least each character's, like, base motivation and base, like, like who they are as people before they become super people. Because, spoilers for this movie, almost everyone becomes super people in this movie. If they're a main character and have more than two speaking lines, they're going to put on a cape or something before the end of the movie. <laughs> um, but I like everyone's character enough that I don't mind that, I think. Did you guys have that, too, or... Did it get to be much? Ryan, you go ahead. Did, did Ryan, hello? No, there he is. I'm here. I'm back. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I 
As soon as Devin asked the question, I saw that my computer started to go a little weird, so I just paused. Um, Got it. So when when it comes, to, I mean, I enjoyed it. I liked it. It didn't bother me at all. That mm-hmm. and uh, Kristen, because we watched it together. Uh, Kristen mm-hmm. called two things that eventually happened in this movie at like the in like the first twenty minutes. Uh, <laughs> that the mom disappeared purposely. Okay. And that the other kids in the home were going to somehow become super people too. Wow. So when, so when it happened, it it was just like, oh, cool. You were right. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I had the, uh, the Shazam family thing spoiled for me because I waited two years to see this movie. So I saw oh. the Funko pops. I heard about it. Um, mm-hmm. I even heard what the post credit scene was to this, and I forgot about it and, <laughs> until I watched it. Um, Wait, which one? Did you watch both of them? I watched both, yeah. Oh, good. Um, but, yeah, I I enjoyed how they fleshed out all of those characters, because there's so many to, to give time to, and they did a good job of balancing it. Mm-hmm. I think there's maybe like one kid in there that's like I I don't know you at all like but I know the rest of you so this is this is fine. Was it the guy that wanted to get swole? Yeah. That did basically didn't talk the whole movie and exactly. then suddenly yeah, yeah. did. Okay, got it. Yeah. The, he the was one, the most caricature of all of them. He was. And that's he fine. was the one like, I liked the most. <laughs> I, I absolutely because, loved him because he, he was in the green right. Like, he was the green hero. So that that's yeah. the green one. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so that had nothing to do with it, but I'm just saying, I really <laughs> like the fact that he was just like, Rrr. you know, like, he didn't talk, he just, like, grunted, he's like, leave me alone, and then finally he turns into the super person, and he's, like, he's actually starting to talk, and he's actually starting to enjoy himself, and I I, I thought that was funny. Yeah. So. So, I want to talk about something that people keep telling me that Marvel does bad, but I think DC does worse. I want to talk about the villain. How did you guys feel about the villain? Okay. This the... <laughs> I like the villain in this. I'm Do you? I'm, I'm, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I, re- I love the villain in this. It they makes, gave it... it makes complete sense. Yeah. They gave him great motivation. I like mm-hmm. him. I like the story of the villain. I think Mark Strong as an actor is miscast in the DC films. The fact that he is not playing Lex Luthor is oh, yeah. a crime against humanity and should be resolved. I think the UN needs to get involved in this. Agreed. But I have I mean, a maybe not the I UN, have, but <laughs> I have a theory. Okay. And it goes this ties into his father. So DC's ex- establishing their multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His father is played by John Glover, who was on Smallville as as Lionel Luther, Lex's father. So maybe mm-hmm. in the multiverse, like family lines got changed, so they're not Luthers. But they're the Luthers. Like, they're just this first version of the Luthers from a different chain of events. I don't hate that. That's my I head, really don't that's hate my that. That's my headcanon. And let me just say this. I met John Glover at the last Comic-Con I went to. Oh. Um, right before the pandemic hit. So there was, like, I got I got to meet Lionel Luther, Lex Luther, and Clark Kent from Smallville on the same day. But Jonathan cool. Glover was hysterical. I, I, when I met, when I got into his line, there was like a group of three guys in front of me. And like, when I say guys, I mean like 18, 19 year olds. And Jonathan Glover spent 20 minutes just talking to them 
and like making jokes and kind of flirting. It was weird, but it was Aww. amazing. And I'm just standing there like with a comic book for him to sign. And my wife is behind me like, what is taking so long? I don't know, but this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, See, that's cool. Uh, when it comes to him, though, like as an actor, uh, Mark Strong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Him and another guy that's in this, the one who plays the wizard. Um, both yeah. of them are actors that just like happen to be in a lot of movies I like. Like he's just like they're one of those actors I see and I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to like this because they're in it. And there's so much other stuff that they're in that I like, too. And he's one of them because he's in Robin Hood and really like that. Mm. And he's also in, um, of course, I passed it. Oh, the Imagination Game. And there's and, and there's countless others that I can't think up off the top of my head at the moment. But um, he's, he's also those people that he pops up and I'm just like, oh, cool. He's in off, this. Off the top of my head, he's in Kingsman. He's in. Right. Um, kick ass. He's. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's it. What else is he in? I can't remember anything else, but those are the ones I know him from. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, he, he's a great character actor. Both of them are, um, zero dark 30. He's in, uh, those are the big ones. I think 1917. He was in John, the World War One movie. John Carter oh, of Mars. Right. That's the one I was thinking of. That that Did you that, actually that, watch that, that movie? I'm pretty sure I saw that at the drive ins with you. I've never seen that movie. Are you sure? No. Did I I might have hallucinated that movie? You may I don't have know. I don't remember. Movie, I probably did. Yeah. He's also he was also Sinestro in Green Lantern. That's the one I was thinking of. So that makes more I, I sense. like that the DC, the villains in this are all tied into DC villains because even so you had Mark Strong playing Sinestro before and mm -hmm. then John Glover playing his dad. And mm -hmm. besides Smallville, he was also the scientist who created Bane and Batman and Robin. Yeah, he oh, was. I forgot about that. Wow. <laughs> the bidding begins. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so was, I liked him. And, and he was the Riddler in the animated series of Batman. Oh, see, I wouldn't have known that. That's cool. Yeah. That's see, funny. I liked him a lot, and I liked his motivation. I didn't like the seven deadly sins, like, almost at all. Yeah, that seemed weird. I felt like, like there wasn't enough explanation on that. I'm sure it's just... So the seven deadly sins, a thing outside of Christianity, I guess is what I was wondering. <sighs> Maybe, because, I mean... The the wizard immediately starts like praying to the Greek gods when he's like casting his spell, and then I guess they're just a part of it, right? Like, I don't know. I and I feel like Wonder Woman, what eighty four, like should have like helped me with this, but it didn't help me with this at all. The the just magic aspect of everything. The magic aspect or like the, like, hey, this is a god and gods just exist here and that's totally fine. Like, I just, I was never comfortable with it. And like, not even from that, but I just think the character designs of the Seven Deadly Sins just like, weren't great. I, I think my favorite line in this movie is, and don't get me started on lust. I thought they look a lot hotter than they actually are. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for a quick search, uh... Mm -hmm. It is a Christianity thing. Okay. okay. Um, it it's looking like it's an expanded topic off of other 
uh, faiths that came mm-hmm. before. Okay. But my my personal biggest problem with the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. was if they're the seven deadly sins and pride kills you, then you should die in a way that's prideful. Oh, if you right. died from greed, you should have died in a way that was greedy instead of them just like bashing your skull in. I mean, that would make sense. That would be more fleshed out version of those vil- villains instead of just being the evil gargoyles. But so, then, then you I mean, couldn't have super fight at the end. He could have still had a super fight against the seven deadly sins. <laughs> I I think they're, they're the sins personified, so I don't think like, it would be cool if it would be a really cool aspect to have the seven deadly sins kill, kill you in those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, this is a kids movie, so bat, punchy, punchy, bashy, bashy is the best you're gonna get. Has to be how, yeah. Because they can't really do much with lust. What are they gonna do? Like, I, I don't even want to know how lust kills no. with those rules. <laughs> I can tell you how they did it in seven. <laughs> That's immediately what I thought of when you were talking about it too. With seven, I've never seen seven, so no, Alan. Oh come on! Oh, it's a classic. I know. That's one we're doing before October at some point. Oh, we have to. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. It's been on the list for a while. You guys just never did anything with it. <laughs> so that's not on me. That's on you guys. That's true. Uh, I'll, when's I'll take the last the time Devin one? and I actually looked at a list. <laughs> the last... Oh, I have lists. Trust me, I have lists. I know you have lists, but <laughs> still, <laughs> I know. So. I think I was going to harp on The Seven Deadly Sins again because everything, every DC movie I've watched so far has a thing that I just get so in the freaking weeds about. And for me, so for Wonder Woman 84, it was how does the wish thing even work? Uh, for this one, it was if The Seven Deadly Sins are the biggest like bad guy in like Shazam history, why are they just like chilling in the main room of their like lair? Shouldn't they be like at least... At least in a side room. Can I just can I bring up something? With, yeah. With that? yeah. So in the cart, in the Disney cartoon, uh, Her, um, Hercules, uh, <laughs> the Titans are just chilling out in a underwater cave. Yeah. I mean, shouldn't they be in like another dimension, floating around some other galaxy? Right, but they're also not like Mount Olympus adjacent. Like they're not like on like the side of Mount Olympus, like next to where everyone's hanging out. They're just like, away. So the way I interpreted this, Devin was mm-hmm. Shazam's powers are so weak that he has to keep them close to keep them contained. Uh, see, that makes sense. Dang it. That, that and keeping them in the like throne room of the Shazam clan, in the, of the Shazam clan. Um, makes sense, especially if they're using their own powers to keep them, like, as, like, stone creatures. Yeah. Like, it, mm-hmm. it totally makes they, sense to keep them close. And you don't have to yeah. hire an interior decorator, so... Exactly. <laughs> right, they're I mean, already you got these perfect. cool-looking... Yeah, I mean, you're, like, three steps away from having a, uh, the house from Beetlejuice. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm out of the weeds. You guys did it. Thank you. <laughs> it's uh, been a while since we've been able to do that. I'm glad... It, it's true. To keep the whole... Stay out of the tall grass. Don't go in the tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to know, and I've been curious since you talked about it. Ryan, what are your problems with this movie? Um, so I liked the Foster family. 
really mm-hmm. like the Foster family. I liked the, the dynamic that the that 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 the uh, the superhero kid. What's his name? Uh, Billy, like the main kid, Billy. Um, yeah. I I love the dynamic between him and his like foster brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, him. I got really annoyed at the whole like, what power do you have? And the whole like trying to discover what the powers are. Now, granted, I know that they're kids, so that's mm-hmm. how they're going to act. But I was getting the same. I was having the same problem with that whole thing the same way I had a problem with when I first saw the uh, the new Spider-Man movies and Peter Parker's friend was really annoying me because Ned. they made him like the hyperactive like friend and mm-hmm. it was that whole thing that kind of like got under my skin and I liked the whole homage to Big but when they got to the scene with them on like the giant foot sized like piano yeah. board, that's when I was just like, oh, come on, you don't have to throw <laughs> it this far in our face. So like it was a constant balancing act between really liking what they were doing and rolling my eyes. And so that's why I'm like, it's OK. It's fun, I, but it's OK. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that because the only thing that would have made it made me really roll my eyes if like Tom Hanks is there shopping. He just looks over like, what's going on here? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh. Now, see, that to me would have been hysterical. It's just because I've seen they I I can only think of two other movies at the moment that I have seen that they've done that whole like pain to homage of like dancing on the giant like piano thing Mm -hmm. but i know that they've done it in other movies and it's one of those things where it's like as soon as i saw it i'm like come on can we do like pay homage like in a different way from like a different scene and big and not that one like there's other stuff that they did instead of that and i feel like that's always the thing that they go to but i mean like this is just more of like i mean when, when it comes to dc superhero movies this is probably one of my most enjoyed like oh, wow. one of my most enjoyed or in, in enjoyable whatever. Um <laughs> so I mean there's that. It's just there was some like uh the bullies at school. I mm-hmm. want to get into this. In this day and age, nobody stepped up to help the kid. They just let two <laughs> punks in a pickup truck beat him up in front of the school for having a handicap. Like, really, 2018, 2019, that would fly? You wouldn't have, like, 20 kids coming out of the pack to, like, stop it from happening? That's a good question. I don't I know. Mean, because, yeah. I mean, we would, as adults, we would think so, but kids are still kids, and there's probably still some intimidation there. Um, I don't know what bullying is actually like in schools right now, but... I'm sure yeah. there there are instances of kids standing up and defending a kid with a handicap like that, but I'm sure there are other instances where that doesn't happen. Mm. Yeah, so. it, it just it was one of those things where, like, with everything that I've been hearing recently and everything I've been seeing about like the new generation coming up, to me that was just like this is, this this doesn't exactly fit the the narrative that I've been seeing from actual high school age kids. So yeah. there was that, and then the fact that they owned a pickup truck, like, I'm pretty sure the kid's rich or whatever, but I know people who've gone to, like, inner-city high schools like that, and he's got to be, like, the, the he's got to be, like, the son of the mayor or something to be able to have a pickup <laughs> truck that big and be able to park it in front of the school like that. 
because th- that's either a no parking zone or it's for like teachers and administration. Oh, I think it is a no parking zone. I think it's supposed like they point out that it's like not parked correctly. I'm so, I was so happy when that thing fell from the sky. I have no <laughs> idea how happy I was when that thing got dropped on its roof. So or they on did its wheels either way. <laughs> they did do something with those bullies that I really didn't like. Is that it was like a school that was definitely like a lot of you know. Like, kind of a big age range. Like, you had, like, every single, like, one of the the foster kids all going to that same school. There wasn't, like, this demarcation between elementary, middle, and high school. They were just all there. But the bullies looked like college-age kids, if not, like, full-grown adults. Yes. Ugh. I hate when... I get it, but I hate when they do that. Well, I mean, we're not getting a sequel to this movie for another two years. So by the time they make that, all the kids are going to look like they're in their 30s. So They'll just grow into it. I mean, seeing the the kid who played Freddy, who was in the It movies as Eddie, like, it was weird seeing him older because I'm used to him in It. So Right. I, I absolutely loved him in this. And... And was it his one line? It's in the trailer, but it's still my favorite mm-hmm. line. Where he's uh, he makes the joke about, "Oh, don't feel so gloomy f- f- for the foster handicap kid." Like, <laughs> I, you know, and is like not great as this series is. I just love his line when he's like, "Yeah, it gets real Game of Thrones around here." Yeah, like yeah. I, don't know, I just they give him some of the best lines in this. He, they do. He, he really does. Oh, he almost steals the movie for me. Uh, I really like that he's a collector of superhero stuff. Yeah. Because um, I can relate. <laughs> uh, but I like that he had a replica Batarang. I like the Superman bullet, all the newspaper clippings. It's nice that they acknowledge that there's a bigger universe going on outside of Philadelphia. Um, we need I, to talk really about like, that. Yeah, let's talk about that. I hate, freaking hate when DC does this, where they're like, these are the, you know, the top DC cities, you know, Metropolis, uh, and Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh. Like, if you're going to make up cities, like, just make up cities. Like, don't make it Philadelphia. Make it, like, New Metro City or something. Like, make it anything. Don't, like, don't start making up cities and then be like, well, Superman's from Metropolis, but Shazam's from Philly. Like, ugh. It is weird. Here's my take on it. I think you can have New York be Metropolis and Newark be Gotham and still have Philadelphia be Philadelphia because Philadelphia is so ingrained in the history of this nation from the beginning Mm-hmm. That it makes sense to still be there. Plus the cream cheese. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they made a cream cheese joke, so. And they made a cheesesteak joke. Uh, they 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 planted their flag hard in the Geno's. Um, mm-hmm. Did they? I missed yeah. that, I think. Well, the, the the cop's lunch was a Geno steak. Oh, got it. Beginning, so. Yeah. I liked Philadelphia as a setting. I liked that they were able to like make Rocky jokes and they filmed at the art museum. Mm-hmm. Like just the two of them sitting on the steps. Like I get why Rocky came up here. It's a nice view. Uh, <laughs> I really enjoyed that aspect when they took out the head of, of uh, I think it's William Penn on that 
Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that because it was like, oh, hey, you don't, you don't get Pennsylvania doesn't get much love in superhero movies. Beyond the Dark Knight Rides is where Pittsburgh stood in for Gotham, but even then it was like mixed together with New York and London. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, no, I don't, I don't have a problem with the whole like. You know, uh, Gotham, Metropolis, Philadelphia. Like to me, there's no problem with that because I mean, what do you, like if you really think about it, you would have to have somebody try to make up a name for what twenty different cities. Yeah, but they made up a name for twenty different superheroes. Like, come, you know, I'll come up with a name for if they look. If DC needs help coming up with names for twenty cities, hire me. I'll do it for you. So it's all or nothing with you. All or not, really, all or nothing. Like I, I think that a world where Gotham City is a stand-in for Jersey City or Newark, and Metropolis is a stand-in for New York, I think Philadelphia and Pittsburgh is silly. Okay, so first <laughs> off, Gotham was a nickname long before Batman. Was it really? Yeah, yes, for New York. For, for New York, and I did not. That's know. And that's why Alan and I had to have a conversation on one of the past podcasts of where Gotham actually was, because okay. as far as I was concerned, Gotham was New York City. Batman mm-hmm. lived in, you know, the like in, you know, just outside of the city. Um, he did business in lower Manhattan. He went to lunch in Queens or whatever. Like that was my idea of Batman. Mm-hmm. And then Alan and I had to have a conversation about what canon was and where and you know, <laughs> all of that. so you understand, like. Gotham is an actual nickname prior to the comic books. Okay. That makes me feel a little better about it, but still, I don't know. It just, and you know what? It brings up my larger issue, I think, with DC movies, where, like, if you follow the Marvel movies, basically the world is the world, and then, like, superheroes gradually start introducing themselves in it, and the world that we know starts kind of, like, like diverging from reality in some pretty believable ways, right? Um. DC has always, their world is always, gods are real, gods are always real, gods have always been around, superheroes are real, superheroes have always been around, things are just different from your world and have always been, but they're so similar to your world plus a superhero, that like, I feel like the world building in DC needs to be different, I feel like the trajectory of history should be different if you literally have an Amazon fighting World War One for you, I feel like the trajectory of history should be different if the seven deadly sins are real monsters that can come down and attack people. And I feel like for some reason it's not different enough for me. And I don't like that. I mean, you could always take it that in that reality mythology is true. Mm-hmm. That's it. So you have a problem with there being gods in the DC universe, right? Is that what you just said? <laughs> I have a not problem. Being re- re- repercussions on the real world. I think not even just the presence of gods, but the fact that the gods are so actively destroying and messing up with civilization and having such a realistic hand in everything that I feel like the trajectory of history should change. So Marvel has the same thing, though, with Odin and Thor and uh, Norway. Like In Captain America Mm -hmm. First Avenger, Red Skull takes the Tesseract from a hiding spot that Odin created. So they mm-hmm. they've always been there. I think it's the kind of thing where these these beings are real, but they become myths. Like they don't mm-hmm. they get lost to history. 
So it doesn't real. They just become stories, and I think that's part of what Wonder Woman is too. Like, yeah, she fought in World War One, but it's just a story. Like, no one's like your your great great uncle comes great 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 uncle comes back from World War One and tells you the story of uh, how this this woman like crossed no man's land and just blocked bullets with her wrist. Like, you'd be okay, okay, old man. Like, <laughs> all right, sure. <laughs> Someone um, yeah. special had a senior moment. Yeah, Someone's yeah right. You're right. <laughs> and so I think b- they both have that issue. And I think part of, like, I don't think it's as, I don't think superheroes are as welcome at the beginning of the DCEU as they are by the time we get to Shazam. Because mm-hmm. timeline-wise, this is after Justice League. So Superman's, Superman's yeah. alive again. Like, the paper says mm. Superman's back. Um. Oh, see, I didn't even so, catch that. So yeah, like Superman and Batman, like they're they're known now. Like they're known entities. The Daily Planet's reporting on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman already destroyed Metropolis and Man of Steel. Um, Batman and Superman fought. Doomsday. Superman died. So superheroes yeah. are a known thing at this point. So that that's why they have fanboys now, um, and why people aren't as freaked out by a superhero in Philly. Yeah, and. Something else that uh, I'm not going to reference where Alan's going to know exactly where this comes from. Devin, Mm -hmm. you're not, but it's going to kind of help with like timeline wise. There is a scene where the Amazonians need help. So they shoot the warning light or a fire light or something. I forget what the name of it is. And to like, oh, it's like the warning fire. And the one Amazonian says to the other, Mm -hmm. we haven't done this in you know, 5,000 years, men aren't going to know what this means. And so the, the queen looks and says, no, but hopefully she will. And so mm-hmm. they shoot it and it lands in this old abandoned, like Greek or Roman ruin of like a temple. And mm-hmm. this fire starts up and, and, and was it, and, and the media is all over about how like, you know, scientists don't know where this fire came from. Nobody can turn it off. It, it can be seen for miles around. But the key part of that is the one says, we haven't done this in 5,000 years. Men aren't going to know what this means. Meaning that it's been uh, forever since these Greek gods, Roman gods, have been active in humans' existence anyway. To go go for a different example that might Mm -hmm. drive this point home, in The Dark Knight Rises... The kids in that orphanage don't believe in Batman. They weren't around for him. They don't know that he was real. They just think he's a story. But, uh, uh, Robin knows that he's real. Like he, he, he was there for it. Like he, uh, he knows. Mm -hmm. So I think even within 10 years, like the, the, the facts can become stories, can become myths. And like it, it seemed, these stories are so grand and so like superheroes are a mythology today. So yeah. it, does, oh, yeah. it, would, it would make sense that like in Batman beyond kids wouldn't believe that Batman was an actual guy uh, and that the Joker was his villain. Like it would make sense that people wouldn't buy that like 3000 mm-hmm. years to in the future. People aren't going to, be- people aren't going to believe that Spider-Man was a guy who, swung around New York City like it, it's all mythology and I think it, 
living it living in the the midst of mythology is interesting and really really complex like you're living in the moment so it doesn't it seems like oh yeah this is going to be like the, the world should make sense this way but it doesn't because mm-hmm. we we're so far separated from the old mythology that that doesn't seem real and the thing is that definitely makes sense to me i i think I just like the way that Marvel does that interconnected world thing a better for some reason. And I'm having, I'm, I literally got as far as that argument of like, I think the world should be different and then patted myself on the back, saved it for later and went my merry way. And I didn't think we were like, I didn't dig into it this well, deep, but here's so, what I'm comparing so, it to Yeah, is there's this scene in Spider-Man far from home where they get on the airplane and there are documentaries about the snap, about Thanos, about Iron Man, you get those like real life moments of look at what happened in the world and here's how regular people experience these outside grand things that they just can't be a part of. And I feel like that seems more realistic to me than a few kids having some no, Superman merch in the movie, like in this movie. For some reason, like that feels more impactful of a world than like the Batman action figure that he throws at the bad guy. Okay, so the way that I took the whole, like, merch thing with, like, the kid was that for the merch to exist and for the kid to even be wearing a Aquaman t-shirt, like, you would need that going on as a thing. Like, you, like, you don't have fanboys like that kid if you didn't have documentaries or comic books made from these people that actually do exist in that world so to me they go together you you, yeah. you can't have one without the other the smoke is what the kid owns and that smoke came from the fire that he saw on tv either live or mm-hmm. by documentary about you know you know superman and his home planet you know superman sits down at 10 p.m tonight to talk to our reporter about life on krypton before it blew up or something like that i think part <laughs> of the re- i think part of the reason marvel and dc seem so different with this is mm-hmm. marvel does a good job of keeping their worlds connected mm-hmm. where shazam like they'll name drop batman and superman but you don't see them right you well see- kind of <laughs> well, yeah let's let's talk about that because yeah we should they couldn't, they couldn't get henry cavill so they just put some guy in the suit they wanted henry cavill and they didn't get him is that really what happened yeah uh there was a oh, whole contract thing um that's a shame so like yeah he superman shows up but you don't see shazam interact with him at all like they yeah. they are buddy buddy in the comics and in, in the animated oh. ser- animated movies so like like Superman's his mentor, kind of like teaching him the the ropes of things, um, but they don't inter- interact. Like, but then like Civil War, like a Captain America movie, you have Iron Man there, you have mm-hmm. Black Widow in uh, Winter Soldier, or you have Hulk in Thor Ragnarok. Like, they're actually connected. But DC has been such a mess with recasting and like multiverse stuff. Like it's they don't know who's going to be under contract anymore. So yeah, like I, if we're going to, if we're going to put Batman in this, do we put Ben Affleck? Do we put Robert Pattinson? Do we bring back uh, George Clooney? Like what do we do? <laughs> so, and I mean, that's a good point. And I bet you that's why it feels so weird for me is I think Marvel just has more continuity for me. So like when in Ant-Man, 
you know, they, he talks about Stark. I'm like, oh, I saw him in that movie once. I know that Stark. Like, that's cool for me. Where, like, here they can really only, like, name drop, like, Batman, Superman, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. Cause, and just in the most generic sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that might be it. So I have, I think, one last big question and then, like, a silly one. So a big question that I have for you guys is I was reading a review on Roger Ebert's side of this movie just to kind of get a sense of what the critical reception was at the time because I like the movie a lot. And one of the things that they said that I thought was so weird was they just went, yeah, and here comes another superhero with another generic set of superhero powers that I had to sit through watching him discover. And, like, Guy was a straight-up cynic. Ew. Yeah. But, like, (laughs) what is an interesting set of superhero powers for you? Like, I had no problem. Like, I've... I've seen Superman. I have no problem with, you know, two superheroes who can fly and wear capes. I have no problem with, like, lightning fingers. Like, I don't... Or bullet immunity. Like, I don't care that those are shared superpowers. And I still thought he was interesting. And I was wondering, like, did you guys feel the same way as the critic? Or, like, are you guys, like, shut up, you're just being cynical? I I had no problem with his powers. Uh, that guy yeah. just sounds like he um, is miserable in life. So... <laughs> He's just sad he doesn't have his own. Yeah, I mean, superhero, like, there are only so many super things that you can do. And I think because his character dates back to the early days of comic books, he's going to have the same set of powers as Superman because they're very similar characters uh, with different origins. But, like, there's nothing wrong with being uh, leaping buildings in a single bound or being super fast, super strong, and flying. Like, I don't have a problem with it. Like, I think that if you're going to be a superhero, those are kind of the staples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I think he's being too cynical. It's also one of those things where I wonder what his preferred move type of movie is mm-hmm. because he kind of sounds like you if you weren't into superheroes. <laughs> <Devin. It's> kind of, <laughs> um, but, Telling it like it is. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, there's, but I mean, at the same time though, like I'm fine with Shazam having pretty similar powers to Superman simply because like he's a wizard and mm-hmm. it pretty like the, you know, the indestructible human, like that's what Superman is like, you know, what do, you know, what does everybody want to be strong? Okay. Let's give them super strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, people wish they could fly. Okay. Let's make them fly. I want to I don't want to die by means that other people die of. Okay, so if somebody tries to stab you or shoot you, it's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, that really doesn't bother me with, like, this. Because he's, like, a wizard, like, person. It's just, I feel like, more or less, Marvel has done a... The MCU has done a better job at bringing up... The MCU has done a better job at diversifying its heroes mm-hmm. when it comes to powers and putting them on teams. So like you have, let's say four people, each person has a different core ability, but they mm-hmm. might share like a handful of like, you know, lesser abilities. Um, Marvel's done a better job at that. When it comes to DC, a lot of this stuff is standalone films, except yeah. for like the justice league one. Um, so yeah, I mean, wonder woman, Shazam, uh, uh, Superman, like they're all gonna have to kind of share the same stuff, 
yeah. to be able to do the things that they do. So that just makes sense. I mean, even with like Green Lantern, like granted, that's a little bit more flashy, but it's, it's still the same thing. Long story short, they can't all just talk to fish. <laughs> or which is which is my favorite segue into the last question I had. Did you guys watch the end credit scenes and what did you think? Slash, do you want me to explain one or both of them? Because I had to look it up. Well, there's... Okay, so there's a Superman at the cafeteria, right? Yes. Yes, which I don't know if I counted as an end credit scene. is more okay. like a stinger. And then I there's did. Mark Strong in the prison. Which I had to look up. Is there another one? There's one more after that. Okay, I didn't see that one. Uh, there was one more after that that actually was in the trailer of the, um, in almost its entirety, is in the trailer for the Chinese version of this movie. Um, and it's it's a cut scene of him discovering his superpowers. And in one scene, he's literally talking to a goldfish. And he goes, he goes, this is stupid. What a stupid power. What am I going to do with this? And then his friend who's wearing an Aquaman shirt, goes, yeah. goes, yeah, an army of fish. And then he goes, oh, okay, I guess that is pretty cool. And like that's like the like the final end credit one. I'll have to go check that one out. It's fun. Yeah. yeah. I only knew about the uh, talking caterpillar. So. <laughs> yeah, I looked that one up. I'm like, what is this? Stop it. Remember- Brainiac, right? Close. It's called, what is his name? Dr. Mind? Yeah. I thought it was Brainiac. No. Brainiac is a uh, Marvel. Brainiac, yeah, it's a Marvel no. one. No, okay. it's not. Brainiac is Brainiac is DC. He's a Superman villain. Brainiac's a Superman villain. What does yeah. Brainiac look like? Uh, green with three circles on his forehead in a triangle. Oh, you know what? I get him and Modok mixed up. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're both machines, only designed for killing. So, yeah. pretty much that makes yeah. sense. They're both machines. Yeah. So is this sequel? Do you guys know about the sequel? Is it going to feature this caterpillar guy? I think so. I think that's really? the plan. Yeah. It, I'm curious to see how he's a villain. I mean, I think he just works with um, Dr. Whatever his name is. Dr. Mark Ro- Strong. <laughs> Robotnik. Got it. Robotnik. Got it. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Who? Like... Oh. <laughs> okay, so... I want to know who is mm-hmm. your favorite foster home superhero. Ooh, I like the little girl. She was having so much fun getting powers, like just in like yeah. being. Like if if my niece had superpowers, that's what she would be like. <laughs> <laughs> just if like so delighted. Us. Yeah, she would be like having a blast and like just having fun. Like, I I could I could see that. If like she could turn into like a like a twenty year old woman with like superpowers, but still <laughs> yeah. be who she is and still be <laughs> mine exactly. would mine would have to be the uh, uh, the the, um, the video game kid. I love the way that he took on that you know that character took on that role of being a superhero. Just like that he did a Hadouken halfway yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was <laughs> as soon that was as he fun. Did the, uh, as soon as he. he he did that. I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I'd be doing. But I wouldn't be saying Hadouken. I'd be doing the, uh, uh, I'd be doing the uh, Dragon Ball Z one. Yeah. I think but my favorite. Goku, Vegeta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I think my favorite one was the was his friend, the one that was like filming him the whole time. Because I mean, he was right. Like I, the whole movie when I first watched it, I was just mad that Billy was the one with the powers and not the other kid. Because like, if I'm if I'm a wizard and I'm dying and have literally these two kids as my choice, I'm gonna pick the other one. Like I'm not gonna pick Billy Batson, who's kind of a jerk up until most of the movie, and then you know. I was going to pick the other guy, like the one that actually seemed like he had a pure heart the whole time. So I was happy he had his ending. Yeah. I, I did have some notes. Um, oh, go for it. So we, I talked a little bit about how this film plays with like the superhero genre a bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's a moment in the final fight at the fair where Shazam like winds up and goes to punch one of the monsters and you get this big heroic fanfare and then the monster just sh- turns to smoke and it goes to slow motion. <laughs> yeah. I laughed so hard at that. I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that it played with was the, the, the villain monologuing midair blocks yes. away from the superhero. It was like, you give an evil guy a speech. Like I can't hear you. Like what's going on? Uh, I really enjoyed those moments. That's all I had. I just want to bring those up. <laughs> I mean, I think any time it pokes, I think any time any movie pokes fun of the genre that it currently is, I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole reason I saw that Rebel Wilson movie. I think, isn't it romantic? I think it's called. That's the whole reason I even saw that movie. So I was like, a movie that pokes fun of genre movies, I'm on board. Okay. So the old thing with the monologue thing, you guys are going to laugh. And I, did, I, I finally watched Age of Ultron this morning. <gasps> oh, really? no. Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, I didn't Ryan. finish it. I didn't finish it. I got like more than half. Uh, I got was it more than halfway, maybe like twenty minutes left on it. But I had to mm-hmm. stop watching and take care of something, so I got sure. it at the end of it. But you said about the whole monologuing thing that because I just saw it this morning when Ultron's in the uh, 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 stranded oil tanker and he makes the comment of "Oh, you want to hear my evil plan?" and then he just starts like beating the crap out of people because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's not going to do it. So yeah. like, stuff like that, I really like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- that scene where he's like explaining things and Shazam's like, huh? What? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just really love those scenes. So, so the other thing that this movie didn't do that kind of bugs me just because of the mythos that I know of Shazam mm-hmm. is one of his main bad guys is black Adam. And they hinted at him in that origin story that the like the hologram the wizard showed him. Um, but Black Adam's his main adversary. He's not in this movie. He will not be in the sequel. He's getting his own movie. Do you guys know who's oh. playing back Black Adam? No, no. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yes, yes. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. Yes. Uh, yes. It looks like it's going to take place during the golden age of superheroes, so we're going to get the Justice Justice Society of America. Um, oh, weird. I'm guessing that they're going to do a sequel to Black Adam and Shazam together and bring those two characters in. Um, but I can see Dwayne The Rock Johnson just kicking Zachary Levi's ass. <laughs> yeah. That's not, that's not a fair fight. No. Whenever somebody from my... Uh... All, uh, from my high schools does, you know, especially him. Like I'm, I'm all for anything the rock does simply because <laughs> we're from the same high school. So I'm, that's I'm cool. Happy with that. <laughs> so, on that note, have you watched young rock? 
I have not yet, but okay. I really want to. I mean, what? they do a scene of him like at Freedom High School as a kid, but I don't believe they filmed at Freedom High no, School. I doubt they did. Uh, for it, but they definitely got Devin, the colors Devin looks right, confused. so I'm happy about that. Yo, what over is he- Young Rock? Over here in America, there is a sitcom about Young Rock. Yeah, about him growing up. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is it good? It airs right after Keenan on NBC. Keenan Thompson, like... Thompson has his own sitcom. How it's long have good. I been gone? Long enough for Keenan to have <laughs> Keenan to have kids on a sitcom. That's so weird. Yeah, I, I remember when it was just Keenan and Kel, and Kel was drinking orange juice, and right ah, here it goes. Yeah. Oh, I miss that. But yeah, um, I can't tell you how many people that I graduated high school with mm-hmm. on the night that the episode aired where they did the whole like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and they had him at like Freedom High School. Mm-hmm. Like half the people I graduated high school with on Instagram and Facebook were like taking pictures of their TVs going, it's our, it's Freedom High School. And Aww. like my entire news feed was just pictures of people's TVs on the one scene. <laughs> That's cool, though. Devin, was there anyone famous who went to our high school? Randall Sugar, I think, is the biggest name we have. I think so. Uh, so if you've ever seen the movie Black Hawk Down, uh, which is based on real events, obviously, he was the Marine that went down with the, the Black Hawk that went down uh, and, I guess, defended it for a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a really heroic thing, and he was from Big Spring, and they named a post office out of him. Out for did miss, him. Did I miss the talk about everyone's favorite Sinbad movie? No, we're just you... getting to that now. Uh, for me, it's um, Good Burger. I, I like his performance in Good Burger. He has a small really? role, but he's he's the neighbor. He's the one that Keenan Keenan uh, takes out his mailbox. Yeah, but that's your favorite one. We live in a world where Jingle All the Way exists, and that's your favorite one? I was leaving that for you, Devin. <laughs> I appreciate it. Ryan? Hmm? I'm sorry. Favorite... I was looking something up. <laughs> was looking... Was... Favorite Sinbad movie? <laughs> oh, favorite... Oh, my God. Uh... <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head. Side note, for the commenter Equus Firth, I just realized what that was literally last night. That's a movie reference. And I am so upset I didn't catch that before. Please explain, because I it's this is my uh, third stream out of four this week. I'm 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 a little fried. Oh, there's a movie called Equus, uh, and I have never seen it. Um, and I believe one of the people or one of the characters in it is Paul Firth, is one of the characters. So I think I think that's the name, unless like I'm over here just like putting like two and two and two together. So I I think I think we had fun with that question, but Devin, did you really think that Shazam was a Sinbad movie from the nineties? Yeah, really though. Like I mean, obviously prior to this people? movie, I no, I really am. I'm also hardcore on the Berenstain Berenstain Bears because they're Baron okay. they're Berenstein, I think. Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears. No, but there's a way that is wrong, and I'm I'm on that that train. You know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, right. It's a kid's book. Uh, yeah. It's a kid's book. It doesn't matter. It's like, yeah. No, people. I'm one of those people that like freaks out about that. Okay, so my favorite two Sinbad movies that he's in. Good Burger and Coneheads. Coneheads? What a... Apparently he's in Coneheads. He is. What a he's... good movie. 
Who also, doesn't, who doesn't yeah. like Colin Firth? We talked about that when our wives were on with. Uh, yeah, we did. Colin Firth is is my new favorite. We talked about. Uh, oh, what was the movie? Bridget Jones's Diary. Bridget, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he is good in that. So, do we want to talk about the Mandela effect for a minute? Like, do we, yeah, we let's do go ahead. Quick, and do quick, that. Quick, I, quick, I really quick. do want to talk about the Mandela okay. effect because okay. I love this. So, the Mandela effect for people who don't know is. Um, People thought that Nelson Mandela died in prison, mm-hmm. but then he, he was still alive years later. So th- this phenomenon became known as Mandela Effect. So people, th- a large group of people believe one thing, like Sinbad was in a movie called Shazam where he played a genie, but that never happened. Um, at least there's no proof of it. There's a lot of like alternate realities, like when they, like I think the main theory is like when they turned on the hydrant, the particle accelerator mm-hmm. uh we we went into a parallel reality um that's so funny. There, there, there's a lot of fun little things that are just like people think were the case that just aren't like for example i've got i've got the first one up here curious george does he have a tail or not i don't remember yes right yeah he I should have know. a tail I don't know. It didn't actually give me the answer. All right. So <laughs> we'll get to it. Jiff uh, peanut butter or Jiffy peanut butter? Jiff. Jiffy? It's Jiff. Uh. It's Jiff? Yeah. Louis Anderson was another one of those. See, I never thought he died. Um, oh, I thought he did. No, I, th- I just remember he stopped hosting... Family Feud. I didn't think he died though, because then he showed up on that Zach Galifianakis show, Baskets. I forgot he was on Baskets. Yeah, I just right. I, I think I just assumed he died. All right, how, Devin, how do you spell lo- the tune in Looney Tunes? T O O N. Ryan, I I two O's, three O's. No. T-U-N-E-S. Tunes as in music. That's not true. Yeah, no, that's it, true. It, 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 it's true. It's true? It's true. It's true. Not in my world. Uh, so the Burstein Bears, which we were talking about, yeah. is A-I-N, not Bernstein. Yeah, Burstein Bears. And I know them as Bears, and like, I loved them growing Bernstein up. Burstein like, Bears. Burstein yeah. Bears. I yeah. don't care. I don't care. All right. Curious George never had a tail. See, that's the thing. I like this a lot. Like, I like the example because, like, I feel like I've seen pictures of him hanging from, uh, like, a, a thing from his tail. Okay, so where's the line between what's what's a true Mandela effect, like Shazam with Sinbad, mm-hmm. and remembering if curious george had had a tail or not where does the line go from here's something weird that you may or may not remember i I think hey you're believing something that did not exist so i think part of it is a lot of these examples are things people grew up with like even louis anderson like if you grew up with him hosting family feud like that's ingrained in you like and he stopped so oh he must have died Curious George thing. If you read all of those books and you remember him hanging from a tree from his mm-hmm. tail, then that's what you remember. But if he never had a tail, how was he hanging from that tree? There's like, a lot 
There yeah. was a lot of books. Th- there were a lot of books that were animated by the same yeah. person as those mm-hmm. books who drew monkeys with tails. And that's How? where that stuff came from. That's where that stuff came from. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to think some more. Well, um, here's here's some of them that I don't like. Is when people are like, Proof of Mandela Effect. Does Darth Vader say, Luke, I'm your father? And then everyone's like, yeah, he does. And it's like, no, he does. Like, I... That stuff I don't love. Like, if it's, like, the, the little nuancy or, like, did you know they never say hello, Clarice, in Silence of the Lambs? Mandela effect. It's, like, no, it's a misquote. It's a misquote, yeah. Uh, yeah. Equus Firth, I was once at a dinner with a group of people that insisted Castaway ends with him fighting a golf ball and realizing he's on an island with a resort. What? Six people, six people that convinced each other of it. I feel like that's a parody of Castaway. Is there a parody of Castaway? I would have no idea. I never. He says frantically it. googling. I don't know, but Devin frantically Google away. I kind of <laughs> like that a little bit better than the ending of Castaway. No, no you don't. don't. No, I do not like that. I like the ending that Castaway had. It was perfect. Okay, how do you spell the fruit in Fruit Loops? Stop asking the di- stop asking the <laughs> dyslexic kid how to spell. Damn it. <laughs> F-R-U-I-T. It's fruit. No, it's F-R-U-I-T. If it's two, two O's. It's two, it's two O's. O's. Because of the I cereal. It. Oh, it's cute, um, but I hate it. Okay. Monopoly Man. Monocle yes. or no monocle? Monocle. Oh. No. 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 You, know, you know why you think there's a monocle? Because of Jim Carrey in of Ace, Ace Ventura, Ventura 2. 2. You must be the Monopoly guy. Do not pass go. Do not collect $300. I love that movie so much. That is my reference for Monopoly Guy forever. It sounds like a Simpsons or American Dad version of Family. But it does. I agree with that. Yeah, I I think that might have been a a Simpsons joke in like a Treehouse of Horror. And it might be why you like it better than the actual ending that happened. Because you're remembering (laughs) that it was a Simpsons thing. Okay, okay, Ryan, I'm not going to give you a spelling one. But Pikachu's tail, what color is the tip? Oh my god, his tail's striped. I know that. Uh, it's uh, yellow. Oh, a cat's has, walking in. Yeah, yellow. Yeah, a lot of people think that uh, there was a black detail on the end of his tail. Oh. Which makes sense, because his tail is striped a little bit, so I could totally yeah. understand mm-hmm. that. Uh, that one's boring. <laughs> oh, what's the boring one? Some of them are boring. boring. <laughs> uh there's no hyphen in between Kit Kat. Oh, I don't care I, about that. I wouldn't have yeah, that. You, you're the one who made me That is back. boring. Okay. Is there a cornucopia behind the Fruit of the Loom logo? Cornucopia? Yes. Yeah. Behind yes, there the is. Fruit of the Loom logo. Yeah, no, there is. Oh, my God. What's a cornucopia? That's, <laughs> uh, it's, it's those the, the, the spiral, like, horn-looking things that are made out of wood that you see, like, around Thanksgiving sometimes. Behind um, the what logo? Fruit of the Loom? Fruit yeah, fruit like the underwear. It's on the like they have the logo like I, on I, the the stretch. I know what part. you're talking about now. I've never like I just know there's fruit behind it. That's it. They could be in a giant horn for all I know. I think they are. Which... Yeah. Alan. Hmm. <laughs> Is there there's, a cornucopia? There's no, behind? there's no cornucopia. It's bullshit. I don't believe it. Like, yeah, like, it's just fruit. Like, okay, this one's, you, this one is dumb. Like, people thought that 3PO was all gold, but he has a, his right leg is silver. 
like his shin down is silver. Like that's a thing. I don't remember that. I genuinely don't remember that. I mean, they don't focus on his leg that much, so you Wait. probably wouldn't recognize him with a cold leg. <laughs> I, I know. I probably wouldn't. So hold on. There's New said, Zealand guys. Yeah. New well, Zealand no, hold on. I don't understand that. People is just it... thought he was all gold. He has like a silver planted leg. Oh no, the New Zealand thing. Uh, Echoes Firth just said, "But where's New Zealand?" It's on the. Uh, it's off the south eastern side of the island, if I believe. Right? It's on. It's like if you look at the the map, it's on like the southeast side of Australia. You see, I, I, I am so bad with geography, and Romana makes fun of me for it almost constantly. Uh, it's embarrassing. You, so I, I better, couldn't. Have you better that learn out. it now. You're in Europe, where it matters. <laughs> it really yeah. does, though. Especially wondering... with the whole Brexit thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if the New Zealand thing is coming into the conspiracy theory that New Zealand doesn't exist. Probably. I, I didn't know that was conspiracy theory. Is it like funny like birds? No. Well, they're like, it's, it's in the same category as like the Netherlands don't exist or Norway doesn't exist for some reason. Like it's land that's used by like the UN to like test like equipment. And so people are paid to say that they are like from there or live there so that people don't like catch on to the fact that they're like testing alien tech in these like giant swaths of land. Got it. Oh, uh, they don't know that it's on the north, south, or east side. I would have said north, but I also would have taken everything I said with like the biggest grain of salt because I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I could definitely see where where was it? People would think that it's on the north side. Mm -hmm. I really do because you've got the Australian uh, coral reef that that I mean, pretty soon is going to be completely bone white. Mm -hmm. But um, I could definitely see where people would get those two things flipped, especially Americans. Right. (laughs) I do know that there's also like a thought experiment. uh, Is it the the ship of thesaurus? No. Um, Funny. I know that there's a thought (laughs) experiment about, you know, like people being shown like a picture like a fake picture of mm-hmm. them, like as a kid doing something that was photoshopped, that they clearly didn't do. Mm-hmm. But because they see the picture, they they uh, people uh, people uh, people will unintentionally create an entire like scenario around the picture to yeah. prove that it's real. Oh yeah, memory's super unreliable. Like, yeah. and I feel like this yeah. plays into that. Oh, it has to. All right, like I don't. Any... Yeah. Do we have anything else we want to talk about with, about Shazam? Oh, that's what we're talking um, about, right? Yeah, Mandela effects. Uh, uh, how about his outfit? Um, I'm not really a fan. <laughs> okay, of so Shazam's outfit. He, he got a lot of flack when behind the scenes photos came out before the movie even came out about like padding and stuff. Sure. Um, I don't think it's a lot of padding. I think it's just the design of the suit that makes it look that way. He's pretty jacked in this. I don't think it's padding at all. I like the suit. Okay. It was my thing, I guess I don't like the cape. I don't like the tiny little cape. Hmm. It's like a two no. it's it's like a two layered cape. It's it's interesting. No capes, darling. <laughs> I think I my biggest problem with it of any of the suits 
was when uh, they turned into like the like the rest of the foster kids turned into it. One of them had like a super skirt on, and I'm like, you don't need to give her a super skirt. Just give her super pants like the rest of them. Maybe she wants a super skirt. Did you ever think of that? <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't. I figured they didn't have agency over what their superpower looked like. Yeah. It was whoever the wizard was before them. So. Right. It was also that. Yeah, maybe um, they were super into super, yeah. super skirt. I, I don't know. I just, uh, with how, like, you've got Superman's suit. You've got Wonder Woman's outfit. You've got Batman's outfit. You've got, um... Ocean Man's outfit, Aquaman. There we go. You were so um, close. Man. You were so I, close. I thought you were going to say Ocean Spray. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, you, you've got all these different outfits, and some of them, like w- w- when you get down to like to them, they're detailed, like they're mm-hmm. textured, uh, and they've got you know, like like yeah, of course, Superman's outfit's really plain, but when you look at like the outfit they have for this new Superman, it's really detailed. There's a lot of texture to it, and there's a lot of like tone shifts within the colors itself. In this one, it's really like I feel like it was like printed almost like the red is red and there's like one texture pattern across the whole suit in the red and it's just really like more plain looking than every other dc per like well i uh, dc's outfit and that's what i'm mainly talking about i mm-hmm. couldn't care less about padding it's very honest. it's very accurate to his comic book suit mm-hmm. okay um so I, I i enjoy it for that reason so. okay are we are that's we cool. sure that's this fact. suit is not just his body? Because I'm there sure is, because there's a yeah, there's a big like pop point where he can't pee in the suit, and like, I don't know if the suit even is a suit for him. Oh, you're talking. Are you talking about in the movie? Yeah, that would like, make me very uncomfortable. It. I mean, it always did. Like every time he's like, "How do I pee in it?" And it never. They never like said it like, "How do I take the suit off?" It was, yeah. "How do I pee in it?" And my mind immediately jumps to like the anatomy part of it and went, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I looked at that as a joke about superhero suits in general. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, we, whenever you, whenever they cast a new Batman, the new one always says, yeah, I asked, like, Robert Pants will say, I asked Ben Affleck, like, for any advice he would have for the characters, like, make sure you can pee in the suit. Like, <laughs> like that's the, the first piece of advice they get. Like, you think they would have figured that out with Keaton, but. They really right. have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's just a joke about that. That's yeah, all I that. I mean, the whole concept of like that turning into his body and then, I mean, technically he's naked then. And that just makes me. <laughs> <uncomfortable>. <laughs> it like, makes yeah. it worse. He's the Kendall. In Star Trek Deep Space Nine, there's a character called Odo and uh-huh. like he's clothed. And then like halfway through the show, they kind of tell you that like, yeah, no, he's a blob that can transform in any shape he wants. So the clothes he's wearing is just part of his blob outline it's not really he's not he's never wearing clothes he's Ew. just his skin gives the appearance of looking clothes look <laughs> looking like clothes because he can do that and it's one of those things where it's like it's like the same thing it's like oh my god i really don't want this like 15 year old kid to be turning into an adult completely naked in a red suit and that's just his skin <laughs> yeah so what you're I saying mean, is i took a joke that they made to be funny and took it way too far and tried to look at the actual biological implications of a funny throwaway joke. Devin, on, on, don't go into the weeds. 
<laughs> on on this show we call that pulling a Devin. Yeah, uh, really. Mm-hmm. We're so weird. It never happens. Yeah. All right. Anything else on Shazam before we wrap this thing up? I think that's all I got. Now I'm good. De- Devin, Shazam is in our bracket for today. How is it faring against everything else? So right now, Shazam is in a really tough spot because Shazam is actually up against the Dark Knight. Which yeah. is heartbreaking. Uh, and it is not winning. Yeah. Shazam is at least doing better than Superman Returns is doing against Aquaman. So, <laughs> You know what? I don't think that's the case. I shared it. So I shared it on my story. In my story, uh, Dark Knight has 98%. Shazam has 11 uh, Aquaman has 77%. Superman Returns has 23 So Superman Returns has a pretty... Relatively strong standing in mind. Yeah, and you're you're looking at the the total votes at the end of the day, right? Exactly, just total yeah. across everything. So I'm looking at yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and I'm looking at uh, the polls that we send out. Awesome. All right. I do well, have results from yesterday's. So I'm going to bring those up quick because I'm so yeah, pumped about them. Let's go over the re- Marvel results on the DC show. Let's do it. So, <laughs> the Marvel results in the DC show are between Avengers and X Men First Class. Avengers won. Uh, between Black Panther and X-Men 2000, Black Panther won. I even got a couple people sending me the message, Wakanda forever. Uh, hmm. And then yes. between Iron Man and Thor Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok won. Nice. So and We're okay. going ha- to have more results on our Sunday show. We'll wrap up yeah. the, the week and tell you who's going up against the in the next bracket, uh, the next round, I should say. Uh, yeah. So tune in Sunday when we talk about that. And we... We have Devin watch Superman the movie for the first time. Can't wait. Uh, this is, if you thought this conversation was interesting, he's going to have a lot to say about Superman. Really? Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, he will. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay. Am I going to get in the weeds? You might. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, Just excited. remember, there's raptors in the tall grass. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Those clever girls. Uh, <laughs> but before Sunday, we have some other things going on. Tomorrow night, over on Nerve Herders Assemble's Facebook page, you can watch along with me and the guys over there as we watch Man of Steel. We're going to be doing a live watch along with Josh and Seth over at Nerf Herders Assemble. So you can, um, I'm going to post their their Facebook page in the chat right now. Um, Will it be hosted on our on our stream as well? It, it will not be. It'll just okay, be so on their Facebook page. I'll share the link Great. Uh, to, to our page so people can check it out there. It did not let me share that link. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Nerf Herders Assemble tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 uh, Central Time, which I think is where those guys are based out of. We'll be, we'll be watching Man of Steel. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Friday on this channel... Devin and I will be playing... Are we doing Avengers? Is that what we decided on? Yeah, we should do Avengers. Okay. We're doing Avengers. Uh, yes. Because it's superhero-related and multiplayer. So, And great. I can sit on my in my recliner and play that. So, oh, I love that. Um, so we'll figure out the details on that, but check in Friday evening for that. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, we have Superman the movie here. Uh, same thing as this. Mm-hmm. And then next week, we get into Justice League... Oh, man. I also watched that this morning. <laughs> you had the morning, Alan, or Ryan. 
You had I quite decided, the morning. I decided gonna... to sh- shoot myself in the foot and get it over with. Are you, are you, are you going to uh, wrap up your evening by watching Steel and Green Lantern? <laughs> uh, no, uh, they. I've I've got my video games that I'm going to be playing that ah. I always do. <laughs> Good. There you go. Yeah. They're right. redoing the season, so I'm nice. all for that. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think that does it for You Have to Watch This podcast tonight. Uh, you Have to Watch This podcast is recorded in front of a live Twitch audience <laughs> and Facebook audience. Oh, yeah. Um, so you can follow us on Facebook. Uh, li- like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, you can listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all major podcasting platforms. And you can watch us live weekly or multiple times during the week on our Twitch channel. You have to watch this pod Um, until Sunday until next time for Superman, the movie I'm Alan. I'm Ryan and I'm Devin and Shazam. (laughs) You said it right. You guys give me your best Shazam to like turn into Shazam. I can't right now. I'll wake people up. That's not going to Listen, listen. Ryan, okay. it's it's 2:30 in the morning. Shazam! I'm, I'm not doing yelling it. I'm all in. I'm he all even in. went emo with that. Like he I went, went emo. emo it, I I transformed in the middle of it. I'm going to get in trouble okay. for that. Okay, Ryan, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, quiet. exactly. Quiet. Do it quietly. Do it quiet. Just give us like oh the, the the facial expressions. Come on. Oh, fine. Shazam. <laughs> That's the emo way of doing Call it, Clap. Devin. That's the that, emo. That way. was that was the NPR Fraser Crane way of doing it. Shazam! Shazam. I'm listening. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye.